see. All right. Three, two, one. Folks, back to Shrek Sports, brought to you by Anchor. Anchor, get your voice out. That was Sabotage by the Beastie Boys from 2009. Great, great song. Some of them all played at NYCFC games, some other soccer highlight videos. Uh, great to have everyone back tuning in. I have on there again my friend and colleague, Henry Smith. Henry, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm happy to be back. Yeah, man, I'm great. Happy to have you back on the show. Uh, yeah, very excited to be talking about soccer again. Uh, I actually mentioned to our, our colleague who I've been listening out to there, Dan Vocal, that we'd be doing a take tonight. So, uh, yeah, Dan, here's to you, my friend. We'll have to get you back on the – I'll have to get you on the air to talk to Henry and I about uh, soccer. I know you have a lot of good convos out there, and uh, you're a big Chelsea fan. So, here's to you, Dan. But, uh, yeah, how's, how's everything been since we last spoke, Henry? Been about the same, I would say. Um yeah, I mean, just continuing to, uh, you know, social distance, stay yeah. inside, um, you know, try and go for runs every now yeah. and then, but, you know, being safe about that. And then obviously, yeah, just mainly staying inside, going out a little bit to work out here and there, go for some walks. But, yeah, a lot of hanging inside, a lot of playing FIFA, honestly. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I – uh I didn't think about I didn't think about taking my Xbox with me when this first startup stage. I so. bought there. one. I bought one during this. Good for you. Hey, I I'm not a big uh, you know like system guy. I don't you know play yeah. a lot of video games, but um, no, yeah, I was like, wow, this might be something that lasts for a long while. Like maybe it'd be fun to have an Xbox, and I've always been a FIFA guy. Always been like a sport game guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got one, and yeah, I've been I've been definitely playing a lot of playing a lot of FIFA, a lot of Ultimate Team. Nice, yeah. Well, you can't go wrong there. I'm happy to hear that. We'll have to uh, once I get back to my system, we'll have to play a little bit on FIFA. Yeah, we can we can play live. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. So no, that'll good. be hey, fun. It's a time to take advantage of it. Um, I myself, you know, probably growing up, you know, I game and stuff. But then I decided to get an Xbox about over like a year ago, and got FIFA and I was like hooked from the second the system it's Uh, amazing and it's so cool it's uh it's funny seeing them do all these these soccer tournaments uh between like the professional players and you know each each of the leagues is like kind of holding their own tournament yeah um and all the players are playing against each other yeah yeah it's funny um you know I'll, I'll say this uh just from seeing, you know, what's been happening with these FIFA tournaments, it gives me a chuckle sometimes because I think it's actually the Premier League, you know, version of their FIFA tournament. Um, it might have been, like, the opening rounds, and I got an update that Arsenal was immediately kicked out. Now, I don't know who is playing for Arsenal. Oh, wow. I'll say this, they've already struggled a lot, and to see them not make it to the next round in FIFA, I'm like, Oh what my god. Do they have to do? You know, it's, As if it could get any worse, really, just like I know. Uh, I mean that team. Yeah, exactly. Um that's crazy. Yeah, they've they've um they've suffered uh immensely. So, you know, hopefully uh 
I mean, it's such they, a shame with them. I know we talked about it kind of previously, but no, I mean, it is it is definitely uh, not something that we're used to seeing, especially like growing up and watching no, Premier League. Not at and all. And now the fact that it's kind of been like a consistent thing with them being, you know, pretty subpar, and it it makes no sense because. They're getting a lot of good guys. I think I think where they struggle a lot is like their midfield and their defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, their offense with like you know, and I think I still think Ozil could uh, play at like a high level. Um, mm-hmm. With him and you know Aubameyang and Lacazette, they're great offensively, and it's just like you kind of question like where it's gone wrong for them. And um, no, I I just don't. They, they for some reason haven't. They've been really conservative about signing defenders. I they, I think they really got to go. I think it's obvious and like so apparent with them that they needed to go for uh, a defender, and they just really haven't. Yeah. So I, I don't know about them. And then uh, Man U, on the other hand, it's like one of those things. It's like with them, you kind of see that. But Man U has, you know, a a bunch of pieces, and I think it's a matter of time for them to kind of you know, get back to the way things were. They could compete more so than I think maybe Arsenal this year. Not to say Arsenal can't, but, like, I feel like Man U, and they've beaten Man City twice, so they're kind of like, you know, they haven't they haven't completely gone away. They're still Man U, and it's like, yeah. but they've struggled too. So, mm-hmm. um, no, I'd love to, I think I, think I, I definitely, you know, tend to root for Man U for some reason. I don't know if it's because, of Rooney or Ronaldo back in the days, you know, being being a part of that team. But right. I, I think I tend to kind of, like, sway towards them because when I was first watching Premier League, I feel like that was, like, that was the age when, like, Ronaldo and Rooney and, mm-hmm. you know, Anderson and all mm-hmm. those guys were there where I was, like, really starting to take soccer seriously. And, mm-hmm. you know, at, like, a fairly young age, obviously, with where Ronaldo was in his career. But... No, I, I feel like when I think of the Premier League when I first started watching, that's like what I kind of instantly think about was that Man U team uh, yeah. with Ronaldo. It was just like so cool, yeah. Yeah, me too. I was like immediately drawn to Manchester United. Uh, probably, yeah, just same, just watching on TV when I really started to get into, the, into soccer. And then obviously my, my close friend James, who um, was born in England, and then he came to the States, and then he moved back, and he was – He's been a huge Man U fan. Are you talking about so. who's? Oh, this isn't James James Tobin, right? Oh uh, no, not James. No, and I and <laughs> I knew James that. Tobin. I, I knew that because um, I know he's a huge Chelsea fan. So oh, I yeah. realized yeah. as I was asking that that wouldn't make any sense. But and so <laughs> I kind of thought he were talking about for a second. No, you're good, James Tobin. If you're listening to this, uh, you know, I know you're a huge Chelsea fan. It's been great having James. James is fun now. to talk to. He is about soccer. He he knows a lot of stuff. He is. Um, you know, honestly, I would love to once we can all get back together. You know, have like do do a podcast, but do it in person, like you, myself, dude, that would be James, so fun. Dan, I know um, I haven't talked to Dan about much soccer. I need to, but dude, it's so funny with James because he. Uh, he likes Chelsea a lot, and he'll always oh, come yeah. by my desk and like he'll, yep. Uh, yep. you know, yeah. he'll, he'll always he'll always kind of like sneak in something about Chelsea's. <laughs> it's so sad to say about to to say it just because you kind of take it for granted. But 
every week, you know, just going into Saturday, Friday, Thursday. He'd always sneak by my desk and, you know, say something funny about Chelsea or who they were playing or Champions League, which is, like, so crazy that that's just not happening now. I know. Yeah, I remember it was way back. Uh, I think it was, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday, and uh, Spurs were playing. It was a Champions League matchup. I forget who it was, but Dan comes up and he's like, yeah, I'll be in Upper West Side and I'm going to just be watching the Spurs game. And James uh, and I were like, oh, we're getting in this. And I swear to you, I went in there for like five minutes and I had other stuff going on, but I would have stayed. It was great. We were just like watching it. You know, it's like dude, it's awesome. TV, it's Premier League, it's people that you're passionate about and your eyes are just drawn to like, you know, watching like a tennis match during like Wimbledon or something. Dude, yeah, but, we have yeah. where I'm at in Hoboken, there's this uh, – you know, kind of historic bar. I feel like it's been there for a pretty long while. Shout out Mulligans. Um, I'll have to check it out. It's, dude, you should come over and we'll, I mean, we'll definitely do this, but once the Premier League, hopefully it might not, but like once we get Premier, Premier League soccer back, yeah. every Saturday they have the games on, but it's cool because like this bar, even if it's people coming from like not, you know, being in Hoboken, this bar gets like fans of like every club in the Premier League. So it's like yeah. you wouldn't think it but like who could I think like a uh I don't know. Brighton or like uh Watford. You wouldn't think that there would be fans or like many of them maybe just because they're not like, you know, as uh popularly supported as like those other teams. But uh yeah, they'll have fans in there like Sundays I'll pop in for a game even if it's like Watford, Brighton, it's not like one of the top four. And there will be people there, and they're going crazy, and it's, like, packed, and it's really cool. Right. So right. it's definitely, it's definitely you know, sad not having Premier League, but that's especially sad because, like, those were so fun, you know, those days when you just, like, kind of have nothing to do. And I would get up early, even for the 7.30 games sometimes, and i just walk up the block. It's really, right. like, five minutes from me, and I would just go in, and I would watch, you know, like I said, those teams play. And then, obviously, when you got, like, Man U and Liverpool and those teams playing, it's really packed, and there's, like, a big fan base. So it's always fun getting in with the locals and watching soccer like that. It's it's uh, a good time. I definitely miss it. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And, yeah, back to the Manchester United, like, gosh, you know, like, Cole, Nani, Scholes, um, Rooney, Ronaldo – you know, even just seeing, you know, every That team was game. so elite. Yeah, that team so elite. was so good. And just even down to, like, every game, like, either if you're watching from the beginning and whenever you're seeing just the charisma of Sir Alex Ferguson, who oh my I God, still, yeah. if I, you know, if I could just, like, start a club, and I'll, we'll probably get to later in our starting 11, but if I could, like, start a club right now or just go back in time and if I could be coached by anyone or just to be a part of a staff, I would have to choose – you know, the gaffa of Sir Alex Ferguson as the head. Um, because, like, it's I mean, just, well, so, so let me ask you this. It's great. No, and, and I agree completely. Um, but, like, you've seen coaches kind of emerge and, like, grow and, mm-hmm. you know, build careers. Because a lot of these coaches now that are, like, seen as the top coaches were a little bit younger or even maybe playing yeah. back when Sir Alex Ferguson was at uh, Menu. So who do you think, like – and you could include – Sir Alex, like, have been the the top five coaches you've seen. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great question. Uh, 
Gosh, I'd have to probably say Sir Alex. Of yeah, course. so, so um, I'm I'm putting him at number one too. I would like like you have but, him. Yeah, then I would put. Um, you know who I would really put after Sir Alex and. You know, I I don't want to say that this club wouldn't be where it's at today if, you know, this guy wasn't managing at the time. But even with all the talent they had back then and one particular player who is now, um, you know, playing in Spain, I'm going to have to put Brendan Rodgers with Liverpool. I think he really made a staple with that club. Because I want to be, you know, I always be – you know, fair and always uh, up front on these podcasts, you know, frankly, I never probably, before, like, Brendan Rodgers got to Liverpool, I never watched a Liverpool game. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, Liverpool, but I really didn't know the club, like, their history. And then once Rodgers was there when they had Suarez and they, you know, obviously Henderson and all those other players, you know, I thought that he did a great job. And now, you know, he left and he's with, um, Leicester City now, and I think with we've talked about last week with Vardy. I mean, if Leicester City can figure some things out, you know, I, I don't want to say yeah. it's a long shot, but I really think if they could win another title with Rodgers at the helm there. But I would that, probably put Rodgers next. That, I would never have expected you to say that, but I, I, I support it. I don't, you know, uh, I don't disagree or, or agree, but um, just in terms of him like winning titles, uh, I guess. I guess Kurt, like that's interesting because I don't think a lot of people would say him, but because of what you say, I think. I think if you look like deeper into it and kind of see really what he's done and what his records have been, he's definitely top coach. I think he's a really good coach. He's done done a lot with Leicester, and I think he set up Liverpool, if, I, if I'm correct, to win the title. And then that was the season with Suarez, like you said. Yeah, Steven Gerrard had the slip. I would definitely put him in, you know, my top coaches. But I think what's important is, like, the one thing that separates other coaches from him is just the fact that they have titles. Oh, yeah. So, like, I would think – and I'm talking, like, all time. I think not as much – I think he would have been second if if he hadn't had, you know, the years he's had recently. But I would would throw Mourinho in there as much as people hate his style. I think, like – just, just solely based on the fact that he, um, just solely based on the fact that he's, you know, won the most titles statistically. I think oh, yeah. as any of the managers have. Um, so I think him, but I, I wouldn't put him second. I, I love Pep. I think Pep is. Yeah, absolutely. I think it. I think he's like an absolute genius, like such a mastermind. Yeah. Um, and he's so cool. If you watch the Man City documentary on Amazon Prime. Mm. Um which I, think, I start it but I have to finish it. I'm gonna it's so it. cool watching him coach. He just like has a way about him and you could see with all those players when he talks that they're so locked in and it's funny because he he's kinda hard to understand. Um he has like a very strong accent. Um but what he says you could you could understand and um no, he he definitely has all the players really engaged and they're really focused and yeah, I think I think in terms of there being a players coach, somebody who like really cares about his players. Not that they all don't. They love them. Um yeah. and they're like super passionate a lot yeah. of them. But I think he's the guy for that. Yeah. Um but I'm hesitant to say he's second as much as I like him and I wanna say 
you know, I could put him as high as I I want to. I can't because I also think when he did all his winning at Barcelona, I'm not saying he wasn't a great coach, but the team he had there was like so good. Um, just probably one of the best teams I think dealt to a coach. And the same for Zidane. And that's why I don't even put Zidane in the mix. Like, he did what he did winning with, uh, you know, that Real Madrid team. But I want to see if he could win with the team now, obviously with Ronaldo not being there because, you know, everybody thinks with Ronaldo, with Ronaldo there, and they've lost a couple other players, I think, I feel like. I feel like Marcelo's not the same as he was those years. Uh, and Bale hasn't been playing. I want to see if without them – he could win. But so to go back to that, I would probably say, I would say that guy, and I can't believe I just said that guy because, <laughs> but uh, I would probably say Ancelotti. Yeah. I would have to put in. So I would say maybe, maybe Sir Alex and then Ancelotti, Mourinho, uh, Pep, and then maybe I'd throw Klopp in there, obviously. Yeah, just with Klopp. what he's done. Yeah, I definitely put him in there. And then, and then, yeah, I would say as like a dark, dark horse as a sleeper, I, I would throw Brandon Rogers in there. I think he's super underrated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I love the pick, so I'll probably have to put. Obviously, you know, he didn't have the prettiest exit, um, and you know, kind of uh, this club is what we were talking about in the beginning. But I think obviously, if I think of like two of the like lions per se, of the Premier League, you know, at least, even though maybe they start different times, but if we're talking about from, like, the 90s up until, you know, 2000, maybe 15 at the latest, I'm going to have to also put Arsene Wenger in there. Um, oh, one, yeah. One, two, yeah, you got to sneak four, him in there. Seven FA Cups. First, uh, yeah. Premier, Premier League titles. You're definitely yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, you know, with that squad, I mean, with Harry Henry, Pat Patrice, Patrice Patrick Vieira, um, yeah, all those that team was different for sure. Very, very different, yeah, um, very different. So I put him in there, and then I guess like I don't know, I guess maybe a second dark horse candidate. And um, I like all know, these. I like how you're going away from the norm. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I yeah, I'm kind of trying to put some uh, put some thought in there for what I usually say, but. Yeah, I love how we're having this combo about the, the managers. I think yeah. they're a dark horse candidate, and maybe, you know, it's more of um, history on his side with how everything, you know, just culminated and uh, came together. Um, I'm going to have to say, uh, what's his name, from uh, Leicester City when they won the title. Um, oh, um Wow, how are we forgetting it? I'm going to look it up. Claudio Ranieri? Yeah, Claudio Ranieri. I would put him as my other dark horse. Um, Obviously, now he's out of the league, but what he was able to do with the squad um, and take them all the way to a title, um, you know, obviously there were a lot of other factors with how those top teams like United and Chelsea were having during their season. But even so, with everything else happening, I mean – you know, what he was able to do with that historic run. I remember seeing what the odds were like a thousand to one for them to win the Premier League title. Yeah. Um, I think that was pretty, pretty, pretty inspirational. So he would be probably my second quote unquote dark horse candidate. Um, just, you know, with giving that club what they, you know, what they were able to achieve at the time. I like it. 
I like all of them. Yeah, yeah, lots of good coaches. There's never lots just like Yeah, and and like you th- I, I like all your explanations just like kind of to why you pick those guys and they're like you said away from the norm. But um no yeah, I, I like this fix a lot. Um and I think yeah, aside from titles there's a lot more that goes into it. Um I think uh, I like the Rogers call. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. I'm still thinking about it. Like, make, and and they, it's it's crazy. And I'm a huge fan of Gerard, so it's like I hate to talk talk down on him. Not that it's talking down yeah. on him. He's obviously a legend, but it's not talked about enough that 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 flip, like it, it 100% cost them the title that year. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. it's such a what if and whatnot and. But that's really it. Like, that's all it comes down to is, like, mm-hmm. they get three points that game, the title's theirs, and, like, that's obviously not what happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he had flipped, and, uh, yeah, I guess uh, they had lost the title then. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love these conversations driving about the managers. And there's so many there's so many to count. It's like there's, you know, if they just had a – Premier League Hall of Fame for the managers. There's so many you could put in there going back to the, you know, the beginnings. Uh, yeah, I just actually looked up Brendan Rodgers, just his stats when he was at Liverpool. So he started there in 2012. He left in October of 2015. He had 83 wins, 41 draws, and 42 losses. So not bad. And right now at Leicester, he's got about 26 wins, 10 draws, and 12 losses. So he's doing, yeah, he's doing pretty well. Honestly, not bad surprising like i don't follow this club at all but he was at um celtic uh between liverpool and now Leicester, and he had he was there from 2016 to 2019 and he had 118 wins 25 draws and 26 losses wow. that's pretty darn that's pretty darn good it looks like it's really good scottish premiership back to back from 2016 to 2017 and 2017 to 2018 so yeah but um no, I love our discussions about the managers. I mean, like, you know, if we're talking about dream jobs and you could be like, all right, I could do anything right now, you know, being like a manager in the Premier League besides a player, that would be on the top of my list. Uh, that'd be uh, I've thought about it recently, too. You know, you always think player, but it's actually funny you say that. I had the same thought. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. stepping onto that pitch, you know, you're either in a jumpsuit or you're in a sports jacket. and I'm probably more of a sports jacket guy myself. Oh, that but, must be – That's I, I can't even imagine the atmosphere. Oh, it's crazy. I, yeah, I, I can't even, you know, the clapping at the end and everything like that. So, um, yeah, no, it's, this is this is fantastic. So, I guess from our manager discussion, if you had to pick, you know, uh, your starting oh, – your starting 11. Right now. You know, right now. And you can choose – The toughest question there possibly any, is. Yeah, if you can choose any players from any league. They can be retired. They can be playing. We don't have to go through the whole lineup. We, you know, you can even just give me, you know, one goalkeeper, a few forwards, a few mid. Okay. But who, who would it be? Um. Wow. Oh, this is so tough. I, I think people try and get too cute about it. I'm like, don't put Ronaldo and Messi on there. But I'm going to say right off the bat, they're both they're both on there. No question. Hey, I, I, like, I, I totally respect that, no matter what. I mean, and, and you can't like, deny and them. more common than not that a lot of people haven't, haven't been including both of them. But think about this. Like, we've never seen them play together. Everybody instantly thinks, like, 
oh, you know, they they wouldn't do well together. I mean, they're not the same position, one. Right. Two, like, Messi passing to Ronaldo would be it, – it's sad that it would not or will not come to that and hasn't because they're not really, you know – it would have been so cool to see more so when they were really in their prime. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're two best players in the world still, probably right. none. Um, but so I'm going to go – I'm going to go Messi at – I know this. I'm going to go Messi at the 10, center attacking mid spot. I'm going to go Ronaldo uh, left forward. He's going to play – it's going to be two forwards. It's going to be Ronaldo as the left forward. And then my right forward is going to be – and that's because I have him on the left side cutting into to the right foot. Uh, my right side is going to be – I'm going to throw – I want a lefty. As much as I want the best forward, I want, like, kind mm. of a – I don't know. Uh, um, all right, I'll come back to that other forward. Yeah, I got that's okay. Messi. Uh I'm one. I'm one of the. So we're gonna do a four. Yeah, we're gonna do four one three two. Okay, so yeah, we can do that. My whole. So in my back. So we'll start with goalie. Right now, I'm gonna get. I'm taking O Block from Atletico Madrid. Great, great pick. As my goalie, on my right side, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have Trent. Er- Trent Alexander Arnold. Yeah, I got I'm him. gonna have in the middle. I'm gonna have Ramos and no scratch that. I'm gonna have Veron. No, I'm gonna have Ramos and Van Dyke. And then on the left side, I'm gonna have Jordi Alba. So I got Alexander Arnold, Ramos, Van Dyke, Oblak. Uh, Jordi Alba, and then my holding midfielder is going to be Tony Cruz. Mm-hmm. I told you my center attacking mid's Messi, Ronaldo's top left, and then my wingers are going to be. I'm going to have on the way. Wow. Okay, on one of my wings, I'm going to have. Sadio Mane. Yeah. So Mane, uh, Messi. And then on my right wing, I'm going to have... I'm going to have Neymar. Okay. So, <laughs> I like it. And then I like this team a lot. And I'm I'm thinking, obviously, as you can tell, just straight off. Straight off the top. So I got... Who do I have? I have... Um, who's on the right again? Alexander Arnold. Uh, Van Dyke. Uh, Ramos. Oblak. Alba. Mane. Neymar. Messi. Ronaldo. And then I'm willing to put Lewandowski as the other forward. Great pick. Very yep. good choices. I love, I love, I love your lineup. What about you? What 
I know yeah. that that took a while. I I, I really no no it. no. Please take all the time <laughs> you need. I, I I love the whole process. Um, and your great mentality behind all of your picks. I'd pay to see that lineup any day of the week. Yeah. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah. No, no, no. It's it's good, though. I like it. I would probably uh, – I'd probably run a – you know, and I'll, I'll say this. I don't – I'm not the best with my soccer formations, but I'm just going to go with a 4-2-3-1 uh, um, goalie. I got to go with David De Gea. Um, okay. I would say, ooh, probably um, – my center, my two center backs, I'm going to have to put – and it's interesting, I actually picked a few players from Major League Soccer. Don't know how they would play with these guys in Premier League, but I was like, you know what, we're just coming up with our squads. I'll throw it out there. I'll probably put Walker Zimmerman right now from LAFC. Now he's on Nashville. And I would also put um, Harry Maguire. Um, my left back, I'm going to have to go with Alexander Arnold. And my right back in Matthew was Maxi Cheneau from NYCFC. <laughs> uh, the two defensive midfielders. You stay okay. loyal. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to go with uh, my two defensive midfielders, Nani. Can't, I, I mean, I've been looking at all, so many of his highlights recently. Yeah. And also Kevin back De Bruyne. Day, crazy. Yeah. yeah, and De Bruyne. Oh, De Bruyne, De Bruyne yeah. I should have slipped in there. But, what a machine oh, uh, that guy is. Um, yeah, he's amazing. I can't tell you how many times I'm watching the the, dirt, the Manchester Derby. I'm like, dude, just just walk across the street, man. Put it on our jersey. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God. I bet it must, be the, it must be the most frustrating thing. Yeah. And then my forwards, of course, I got to go with Mo Salah. Uh, and I would say I'll put him on the left left side of the field in the middle. I'm gonna have to go with some, and on the right, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the one and only Jamie Vardy, and then up top, I'm gonna have to go with Wayne Rooney. Wow! So I would man, just imagine our two squads going up against each other in real life. That would be an amazing game. <laughs> put it so, totally, di- totally different. You know types of teams for sure mm-hmm. to say the least I agree. um no that would be interesting i mean you always think on paper that team is going to win whoever has like you know the team that's better on paper but you never know you really never it's know true. you never know you could you know <laughs> you could have a barcelona playing a sevilla you know and maybe this one you know and may and barca could lose you never know or you could have 100 traveling to the bridge and you know they upset Chelsea, and it's and it's you know it's unheard of. But that's what we both love about this game. Anything can happen on that Saturday or Sunday. So pretty remarkable how it how it all works out. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, we could go on forever with this. I mean, there's so many lineups that you could create with so many different players from all different types of leagues. The managers that could be a whole whole other situation. Um, so it's. Yeah, this is great. I love it so much. Um, I guess in terms of, you know, a game that you tuned into, obviously, this from, you know, this season when it was still happening, um, that, you know, kind of just like maybe – it doesn't even have to be your favorite match, but maybe it was just something that, you know, is drew into like the season is back or like this is why, you know, I wake up and watch games in the morning or why right. I this pub. What would it have to be? I know it's a tough question because there's so many. Uh, if you want to mention more than one, that's okay. But if you oh, have the game. I didn't see it, but I saw highlights of it. I think I would have to say 
the the I think the Wolves game when they came back from two one and beat mm-hmm. Man City I think for the second time three two. Yeah, that right. looks that looks crazy. I would probably have to say that one. Yeah. I, what about I, you? I, I'm probably missing one or two. I didn't but... you know I didn't I didn't see that either that game. I saw the highlights. It was great. Um, I love the choice, and I think like we talked about. People don't gun out these wolves. Uh, they yeah. have had an impressive run. You know, it's hard to win when they're at home, and when they're away, you know, you better be on. You better be more than on your A game because it's not like you're just gonna score three goals on them. Um, no, it's a great choice, Henry. I'm gonna have to go with. Yeah, um, definitely uh, opener for Manchester United at Old Trafford. Four uh, zero win against Chelsea. I went to Smithfield Hall. Shout out to that spot. Uh, it's like the <laughs> best Premier League bar in the city if you're a Manchester United fan. I got there early. I was sitting literally like right in the middle of one of the sides in the restaurant. I mean, it was packed to the house. Um, and seeing, you know, the way that United scored those goals at home with, you know, um, Rashford and, um, you know, all what's his name, the young guy. Uh, he scored his uh, debut goal. Um Gosh, Marcus Greenwood had a goal, and also what's his name, young guy. It's got to be at least eighteen or nineteen. Daniel James. Daniel James, yeah. Daniel yeah. James. In the end, that place was rocking. Like when those goals were being scored, I thought I was like honestly at Old Trafford. Um, <laughs> and everybody, I mean, I'll admit, I texted my friend Brandon Davis. Shout out to you, man. He's a went to college together at McDaniel. He's a huge United fan. I was like, hey our season's like sealed. We're in the books. He's like, we got a long way to go. And he's certainly right. And it's been like that the past few seasons, but just the energy in that game um, was, yeah, it was fantastic. So that would probably be my choice, but there's been so many, I would say though, my goal probably for vote of the year has to be that song when he took it all the way down. Oh, goal of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, That was like, that was jaw dropping. Um, And I, you know, do you, for me, it's. Do you see him leaving Spurs? I, you know, it parted me. Part of me thinks that he's just gonna stay with the club, and then part of me thinks like if he does leave, he may just not. You know, he may go back to like you know another league and not stay in Premier League. But do you think he's sealed at Spurs, or do you think any other teams are like we really want this guy right now? I think if I was Spurs, I would try to you know keep him as long as I can. Because, um, no, I think that I think that he's been their best player for the last – one second. Uh, oh, yeah, take your time. Okay. Um, no, I think he's been – I think he's been their best player um, for the last couple of years. Um, and if I were them, I would try to – you know, do whatever they can to yeah. to sign him. Honestly, yeah. yeah, I agree. So, so I think I think with him, a lot of teams will probably be coming for him and uh, trying to sign him. But I, I think it's Tony. That's that's probably the top guy that I'm trying to keep. If if I'm them, uh, yeah, me too. I think that Delali is great, but I think he's had injury problems and he's been inconsistent sometimes. Yep. I think Christian Eriksen was very good, but he seemed to maybe be unhappy or something was going on. I think Lucas Moore is great, but you don't have to worry, worry about him as much because he's kind of older. Right. You know, coming to the end of the 
end of his career, but you could see how, how valuable he still is. Um, yeah. Harry Kane, I think, will obviously do what they have to to keep him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think he's definitely that guy they have to make sure they keep an eye on and, you know, hold on to for as long as they can. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Great analysis. That's, again, it's a club where, you know, I honestly thought by now they would at least have two titles. Um, obviously, Mopo is no longer there. Let's see where he ends up. There's always been stirrings about him going to United, but we'll see how that all shapes out, what Ed Woodward has on his mind about what kind of that chemistry would be like. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, speaking of our earlier conversation with uh, Xbox and FIFA, uh, I obviously haven't played a while, but since you've been on the system, who have been, I know you mentioned this earlier when we were going back and forth on our topics here, uh, who's your, your top FIFA players in the most Wow, so what I was saying more so was like it'd be fun to talk about like people who have been kind of unstoppable in people over over the years. Mm. <laughs> I think that I think back in the day when like oh nine people was around, um Sam Eto was pretty like pretty incredible. Yeah, you could just like run down the sideline with him and kind of go best everybody, and that was when he was hey. like at Barcelona. Um, well, I mean, I think a guy I've been playing with a lot in FIFA 20. It's kind of sad because there was some news that came out, came out about him today. Uh, you know, regarding the COVID 19 was Paulo Dybala. Mm-hmm. I've been playing out. I've been playing with him a lot in FIFA and Juventus. And he's pretty unreal. Get him on his left foot, and he could, like, whip the ball from basically anywhere. So he's kind of a cheat code. Um, right. Ronaldo's shots, like, automatic. Mm-hmm. Messi's yeah. messy. Yeah. Um, I think back in the day, if you used to play with, like, Pirlo, mm. he was unreal on free kicks. Like, yeah, he didn't right. any yeah. of them. Great um, Loki... Mario Balotelli was a cheat code as well. He yeah. was so good. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I like it. I think I like from it. my, like, earliest memories, Sam Eto was kind of a guy, a go-to guy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good player. I like all of your picks. Yeah, I, I was writing down the list earlier. Uh, probably Sergio Ramos, Conte, obviously Messi, Griezmann, uh, Lewandowski, um, you know, obviously there's Ronaldo or maybe Beckham, um, Gerard, uh, so many, so many players. I probably first got into FIFA around like 09. I remember like the iconic, I think it was FIFA 13 with the cover shot of Messi. Um, oh yeah. 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 I even remember, you know, it's funny thing about technology. They don't, I don't think now it works because of the, software, but I even had, like, FIFA 13 on my, like, you know, iPhone at the time, or iPod. Oh, I would play it for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the best. I literally would just, like, sit, you know, between breaks and scores. I I think the first time I was playing, I think the first time I was playing FIFA was on the the PSP, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was some system. Um, Amazing. Amazing. Honestly, I think that in terms of, you know, and like we said, we're not both, you know, huge gamers, and there's people out there that 
you know, are lifelong gamers than the reviews. But I have to say probably, at least if we're talking about sports, besides, like, Madden, I honestly think that the FIFA brand, especially in the past, like, three years, has given Madden its money, like a run for its money. I really think so. I think I think 100%, if not probably more people playing it, because mm-hmm. a lot of the people that I know are not, like, big soccer people. Um, and I think, like, a large part of the people that play FIFA are the same way. Yeah. Like, they're not big soccer players or, like, play, but they love the game. And I think a lot of people realize that. Like, they're so kind of set on Madden, but even if they don't like soccer in real life and, like, are one of those people who – you know, kind of chirps it a little bit, the sport itself. I think they still love playing FIFA. There's no denying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's it's addictive, and it's a great way to get people into soccer, you know, especially, like, maybe younger generations or even older generations, whatever it may be. You know, you can, you can watch soccer. You can play soccer, you know, and physically. You can play it through the game. You can, you know, do all in one day. So it's it's great, and I love how at least you know during during this time that that game has been able to you know connect people, raise money, do a lot of good things things for the world and everyone. So yeah, it's been really nice to see um, the e tournaments. I mean, even now, like in MLS, I mean, just think about it. Like, there's people that get paid to literally play FIFA for clubs. Huh. I mean, that's, that's what they amazing. Do. They just they just they do the tournaments. They play. They meet the players. Like damn, sign me. You know, sign me up for that. Uh, I would need some practice first. I'm not promising you know a, a championship the first year, but yeah, it's it's really cool how even like that's a professional position for soccer clubs now. Very cool. Um, yeah. So it's uh, interesting interesting times with the game. So we'll we'll see what happens. Obviously, I know that uh, the you know. League in the Netherlands has been canceled. Today there's news about the Premier League saying majority of players, you know, don't want to participate during COVID-19, which is obviously understandable. Um, I know in Germany, I think they may still start playing. France is not happening, League A1. Um, I think Spain, there's dates for players to begin training again. Um, And obviously Europe. 2020 was postponed. I know we were both really looking forward to Euro. Um, that's actually what inspired me to write my senior sem uh, back in 2017, uh, 2016, I should say. So, yeah, Euro, I was really looking forward to it. Um, but, you know, it'll eventually happen. We'll, we'll get there. So once it actually, you know, gets up and running, it'll be exciting to see who comes on top. No, I, I completely agree. I think um... – a lot of people were looking forward to it and it's really sad that you know or I, I don't know what if they've actually made like you know a confirmation on what they're going to do or how they're going to go about um, you know playing the Euros or if it's being postponed but no I was definitely looking forward to it for sure I was I was I was literally thinking about it a lot you know probably weeks prior to them starting to announce how all these tournaments in the future and, you know, uh, seasons are just being postponed or canceled. So I was definitely really sad for me. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's, uh, yeah, 
definitely. Looking, I was looking at the schedule. I was like, wow, we, you know, at least for MLS, we would have been at this point of the season. I think the All-Star game was going to be against, uh, gosh, a team from Mexico. I just forget which one at the moment. Um, but that was going to be probably a, a spectacle. And then, yeah, just seeing how the season's going to turn out, I've been, you know, luckily on ESPN, they've kept like the 25th anniversary for Major League Soccer, so I've tuned into some previous games. Um, Premier League, they're showing the replays, which is great, and just put in more videos on the highlights of the season so far. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, definitely get back there. Um, it'll, be, it'll be exciting to see. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, maybe we can, we can, uh, we'll have to get at the, uh, play each other in FIFA once I can get back on the game system and maybe even create those, those starting 11. So yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Definitely. Um, all right, Henry. Well, Hey, thank you again for uh, getting on the air guys. Uh, again, this was chef sports brought to you by anchoring anchor, get your voice out there. Um, shout out to obviously our company title vest, Dan, James Tobin, Brian Thorne, Michaela, the whole crew. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope to see you all on the happy hour. We'll probably have this Friday. A shout out to Renecrate, best movie company in the business. Uh, an early, early birthday shout out to Liam Breslin of Phi Kappa Sigma. Happy B-Day, my brother. Uh, great to have you a part of the lineage. And uh, I'm sure we'll be, I'll be seeing you over a Zoom call this weekend. Uh, shout out to again, Phi Kappa Sigma McDaniel, Penn State, uh, the chapter there. Um, shout outs to Alexa, of course, um, all my sponsors of the show, Corey Glocker, James Thor back in England. Hope you're doing well. And uh, yeah, everyone who supports and listens to the show each week. Any any shout outs you want to make, Henry? Um, uh, no, I can't think of any on the top of my head. You're um, good. Do you say Dan Bocal? I did. All right, I'll say Dan Bocal again, yeah, uh, just for yeah, fun. Yeah, and a uh, shout-out, too, to uh, the Centennial Conference. Go yes, that's a good one, always. Always. Yes, uh, always. I actually, uh, I don't know if I told you, but I, I wrote for the school newspaper a little bit for sports, and I was looking up an old article today, and one of the articles I saw, it was probably back from, like, 2015-16, was uh, McDaniel falls short to Gettysburg, and it was a men's soccer matchup. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure I'm I sorry. I'm sorry about that. No, not at all. I was like, <laughs> hey, Henry Henry got the W, and obviously I'll have to check out the article and see which, uh, you know, what day that was. But, uh, no. Yeah, so I'd, like, I'd like to say, if I can, I think that I think I, I was able to get the upper hand of McDaniel, I think, uh, at least a few times in my four years there. Yeah. So that's you definitely. Know what? Well, once this is all over and things are back and running, let's, let's try and get back to uh, either, you know, PA or McDaniel for for a match between both squads. That'd be Ooh, fun. that would be really fun. I'm I'm totally in. We can do that. I'll I'll try and get uh I'll try and get us access on the side, but maybe we can we can give some you know tips to the players and yeah, uh, if we're lucky, maybe. I know if we're lucky. I'll I'll try and talk to Paul Moore, the athletics director. I I interviewed him once for an article on uh, college uh, athletics, so maybe he can let us <laughs> in. But uh, all, all right. right. Well, hey, Sounds thanks good. again for tuning in, Henry, and uh, great having you on the air. We'll do this next week, and uh, hope all is well, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Right. And this is Tech Sports. Over now.